Welcome back for another week. Glad to have y'all here. Man, today's topic, I believe, is going to be good. It was good to me. So, uh, <laughs> this came to me. I got a whooping first. And so now some of y'all finna get whooping. Let me tell you. God is finna get into some of y'all stuff. And you you are going to have to repent. Let me tell you. Uh, so, let me tell you up front. Today's lesson, topic, whatever you want to call it, uh, is a little scripture heavy, but I believe it is necessary to make the point that I want to make about uh, the danger of living in fear. You got to know that living in fear is dangerous. It Like it is. Fear is half of what I call the evil twins. Yeah, the evil twins are fear and pride. They typically run together. You see one, I'm the other one is right there. Right? And and fear has sabotaged more lives than I believe we could probably count. And 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 fear has destroyed 100% of marriages that go through a divorce. Like, pride is at the root of 100% of divorces. And fear is usually in the mix somewhere. But most people don't realize they're living a fearful life because they're not sitting in the corner shaking. See, when I say fear, people think um, ghosts and goblins. I'm not talking about ghosts and goblins and, you know, monsters. I'm talking about the kind of fear that is generated in your mind from your thoughts. So I'm not talking about emotions. I'm talking about beliefs. When the Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, it's talking about a mindset, right? Like if you're standing in front of a lion and there's nothing in between you, fear is going to save your life because fear is going to kick in and tell your body to move without you even thinking about it. I'm not talking about that kind of fear. That's the kind of, so that's a, that's a real and present danger. Not talking about that kind of fear. I'm talking about the kind of fear that thrives in darkness. And then when you shine the light on it, it goes away. Right? Like, like the monster under your bed. How long is, how long are you afraid of the monster under your bed? Until you look under the bed. Once you look under the bed and realize there's no monster under there, you're not afraid anymore. But guess what? There was never a monster under there. You only thought it was before you looked under the bed. And so the fear that had a grip on you was only in your mind. It was nowhere else on the planet. And it is that kind of fear that has a lot of you paralyzed. And, and, and it has you living way far beneath what God wants for you. And there's a word that I have for you that I hope will uh, make you want to change this expeditiously, if I could use a, use a big word from Lean On Me, right? <laughs> expeditiously. That means quickly. When you hear what I got to say, hopefully this will quickly, this will inspire you to quickly deal with the fear in your life. Now, let me tell you some of the things that fear is responsible for that you may not be aware of 
right? Because like I say, when, when people hear fear, they think, especially men, they think, you know, sitting in the corner crying somewhere, covered up, you know, covers over your head. No, 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 no. So um, let me show you what fear looks like. Fear looks like anger. Fear looks like people-pleasing. Fear looks like identity issues. When you're walking in fear, you're more concerned with what's going on on the outside of you than what's going on on the inside. That is a sure uh, prescription for destruction. When When you're more focused on what's going on on the outside of you than what's on the inside of you, oh, yeah, you're going to suffer. Without question, you're going to suffer. And so... Uh, I want to tackle this 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 idea of fear. Yesterday, in my um, my my email, my daily email, my thirty days uh, that I'm doing, I told you guys about that last week. But uh, yesterday, I talked about getting rid of people pleasing, like get people pleasing out of your marriage. Why? Because people pleasing is rooted in fear, right? The Bible calls it the fear of man. It's rooted in fear and People-pleasing does not allow you to be authentic. Like, you can't be because you are pretending to be who people need you to be so you can't be who God made you to be. Fear is at the root of people-pleasing. But I'm not talking about people-pleasing here. I was just making a point that I, I, that's, that's what the email was about yesterday. But I mentioned fear there. But what I got to read for you today, I hope it, honestly, let me tell you, I hope it shocks you. I hope it stirs you. I hope it wakes you up. And I hope it um, actually spurs you to action. Right? I hope it spurs you to action. So uh, the danger of living, living, living in fear. Uh, So I want to read to you. I don't want, I don't want to read the whole thing. So let me just tell you the story. uh, And then that's what I'll do. I'll tell you the story. And then I'm going to pull out some of these scriptures to kind of dissect them a little bit. And then um, that'll be it. Okay, so in Matthew 25, there's a parable that Jesus is telling um, about a man who goes on a trip and his three servants. Right. So so basically uh, he, he has three servants. He gives all of them money to invest. Right. So he gives one five bags of silver. He gives one two bags of silver and he gives one one bag of silver. Now, the Bible says that he gives them according to their ability. So the one who he gave five, he gave them five because they have the ability to handle five. And he gave the one two because they have the ability to handle two. He gave the one one because they had the ability to handle one. But the problem is the one with five got five more. The one with two got two more. The one with one, he buried his in the ground. Why? Because he was afraid. That's what it says. So down, let me see, uh, 25, verse 25. This is Matthew 25, 25. Uh, it says, this is, and this is the servant who had the one talking to God or talking to the, to the master. He says, I was afraid that I would lose your money. So I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money back. I don't want to give my surprise away, so I'm not going to read the next verse. But if you're already reading it or if you already know it, you already know what it says. Right. But I'm going to come back to that. I'm going to come back to that. So, again, the five invested got five more. 
The two invested, got two more. The one operating in fear did nothing. So I was talking to a client. I'm give you two, the, there are two reasons why I wanted to talk about this. I was talking to a client, and he was telling me about how um, he was stuck in his business because he don't know what to do next, right? Uh, there's a, he, now, he has a long to-do list, a long to-do list. But on his to-do list are not the things that he is talking about he don't know how to do. So he's trying to do some things in other words, that are not on his to-do list. Now, the things that he don't know to do that he wants to learn to do, he do need to learn those. So, yeah, to get to where he wants to get, he does need to learn that. But the thing is, he has not uh, mastered what he already has. He hasn't mastered the level that he's on. So he's, he's looking for an elevation, but he hadn't mastered where he is. And isn't that just like us? We, 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 we ask God for more blessings. Lord, I need a blessing. Lord, I need more money. Lord, I need more business. Not realizing, oftentimes not realizing that with more blessings come more problems. See, there, there's a backside to blessings. Like you want more money, but Biggie told you more money, more problems. That's true, right? There's, if, if, you, if you get more followers, now you got you have you got more responsibility. Here's the point that I'm making. Don't get so caught up in what you want to do or what you don't know how to do or what you feel like you need to do and complaining about what you want God to do when you have not already mastered what he's put in front of you already. See, the one with the five, they mastered what they were doing. They multiplied that. The one with the two, they mastered theirs. They multiplied that. The one with the one, he didn't master anything. He didn't even try. Right? So I told you but two reasons. So one reason uh, I wanted to talk about this is because of my client who was telling me about, you know, the things that he needs to do. And, and I could tell that he was walking in fear. But the other one is because of a friend. Talking to a friend who I know, uh, how can I say? She has some things going on in her that I know no one put it there but God. She doesn't even know how much of a unicorn she is, right? She don't know how much God has blessed her with. But he's blessed her with so much, folk around her can see it, but she can't. And so she reminds me, and people like her, because I used to be her too, reminds me of this servant who said, I know you gave me one, but I was afraid to do anything with it, so I just hid it, and I'm going to just give it back to you the way you gave it to me. Listen, that's not God's plan for your life. Don't minimize what God has invested in you because it's not five or because it's not two. He gave you what you have the ability to handle. Let me, okay, let me read it for you. I'm, I'm going to read it. So if I go back up, 25, starting at verse, um, I'm going to start at verse 15. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last. 
watch this, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. So, like, if you want more folk in your master class, maybe manage the folk you have now better. If you want more money, maybe manage the money that you have now better. If you want a better car or whatever you want, like if you want more influence, are you handling well the influence that you already have? How about the influence in your house? Have you mastered that while you're trying to influence people outside of your house? Right? What have you done with what God gave you? Have you buried it in the ground because you feel like, I mean, you know, I don't have that many skills or I don't know what God put me here to do. I don't even. Do you realize when you say, I don't have any skills, I don't have any talent, I don't have any gifts, do you understand that you're calling God a liar? Because the Bible says that God has departed gifts to everybody in the body. So when you say, I don't, I can't do anything, one of y'all lying, either you or God, I'm going to go with you. I'm, I think it's you because I don't think God is lying because the Bible says that he is not a man, that he should lie. Think about this. God is perfect, right? God does not live in time. God lives outside of time. He lives in eternity, right? He lives in the forever now. There's no such thing as past, present, and future with God. It's just the forever now. So that means he can see your end and your beginning at the same time and everything in between. So he's perfect. He can see everything. When God says over in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. When you read that, are you saying that you believe the God of the universe who said he has a plan for you? He lying? But watch this. Here's the point. Here's the reason why I said that he's perfect, because not only does he have a plan for you, he has a perfect plan for you. Right. It's not like when you go to the so. So what God has for your life specifically. Yeah, there are some things that the Bible says that uh, it rains on the just and the unjust, meaning there are some things on the planet that happens to everybody. It don't doesn't it does not matter who you are. Doesn't matter your does not matter your gender. Your, 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 your color, your ethnicity, where you live, uh, some things on the planet happen to everybody. But when we're talking about uh, what I'm talking about today, specifically your assignment, right? Uh, you're the only one with the assignment that you have. So it's not like when you go shopping, like if, if you were shopping for an assignment from God, you can't get it at the mall. Because see, when you go to the mall, even if you go to an if you go somewhere expensive, right, and you're trying on clothes, you're trying on different things and it kind of fits you. And then, you know, whatever you decide to buy, oh, this fits me perfectly. It might, but if it did, then that means it wouldn't fit anybody else. See, someone else can come in Dillard's or wherever that's the store I had in my mind. Someone else can come in Dillard's and buy the same outfit and it fit them perfectly too. Or so they think, right? God's blessings when it comes to life assignments are not like that. It is specific. It's tailor-made. So when you have clothes tailor-made, 
to you exactly. Can't nobody fit that but you. That's how God's blessings are. And so what I'm trying to tell you is what God has for you is a perfect fit. But if you don't trust him, then you're not going to wear the perfect fit that he's made for you. Now, why don't you trust him? Why don't you trust him? Because this is why I need you to pay attention. Because you believe more in your dysfunction and what has happened to you than you believe in what God put into you. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to be like a preacher and I'm going to say that again. You put more stock into what has happened to you than you do into what God has put inside of you because of your earthly experience, because people has mistreated you, because you've been through a lot of hurt and you have some bad habits and you got a lot of hangups. You think that the value that you bring to the table is in your behavior, but it's not. Y'all remember what he told Jeremiah? He said, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you and I called you to be my prophet. He called Jeremiah before he got to the planet to do anything right or wrong. If that's not good enough, go over to Romans 9. He says that I chose Jacob and hated Esau before either one of them ever did anything right or wrong. Here's my point. God's call on your life has nothing to do with uh, your human behavior. He gave you the call before you got here. So what has happened to you, the abuse you've experienced, and the, and the mistakes that you've made cannot cancel the call that God has placed on your life. So the thing you need to do is accept the fact that, hey, God has a call on my life. And you need to seek out what that is. Stop thinking that uh, because I'm not good enough, God has not put anything in me good enough. That's a lie from the enemy. Like you, you end up nullifying the word of God because you walk around with a lack of faith, walking in fear, thinking, you know, well, I'm, I'm, you know, just, I'm just living day by day. Just kind of, there are people who are waiting on you to get your stuff together because God can't give them the answer to their prayer because you're it. And you won't do because God only gave you one bag of silver. See, you want to be able to sing like, like, you know, who, I don't know whoever you think can sing, right? You want to be able to sing or you want to be able to dance or you want to be, you want to be charismatic like your cousin, right? You want to be able to just think fast on the fly and not have to read, but whatever you want, it ain't what you got, but what God gave you is according to your ability. Now, if he gave it to you, don't you, don't you think he know you better than you? If you were ready for five bags of silver, God would have gave you that. But that ain't what he gave you. He gave you one. What are you going to do with your one? What are you going to do? Here's, here's, here's what you're doing with your one right now. You're living in fear. And you are allowing fear to dictate how you live and how you move. Right? But when you're walking in fear, you can't walk in love. It's impossible. Those are two opposites. Yeah, you can't walk in fear and love at the same time. And God is love. So you're not walking according to his purpose when you 
are walking in fear, right? And my thing is fear will rob you of your future. No, I'm still here. I pause because I really want you to think about that. Fear will rob you of your future. Like, I wish I could say it. I wish I, I wish I could say it more dramatically or, uh, you know, I don't know. I, fear will rob you of your future. And here's the thing. Although God does not live in time, we do. And uh, your time on the planet is limited. When I get to heaven, I want to hear God say, well done. But watch this. In order to hear well done, you have to do well. You're not doing well if you're living in fear. Yeah, you, you, you can't do well if you're living in fear. So remember, God gave you according to your ability. Right now, here's now, let, me, let me let me give you the cheat code for for elevation, the cheat code for promotion. Right. The cheat code for promotion is in verse 21. Of chapter 25, here's what it says. Uh, well, let me start. Let me start it. Let me start it. Uh, I'm going to start with 20. It says uh, so after he came back, it says the servant whom. The servant whom he had entrusted with five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest, and I've earned five more. Watch what God says. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Listen, there's a whole lot in that scripture. Okay, let's 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 walk through it a little bit. So, so first of all, the 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 servant who he gave the five, he said, "Lord, I multiplied that. Like I invested it. What what you gifted me with, I put it to work, and I magnified it. I, I multiplied it, and now so you gave me this skill." I'm giving you back these souls that I want for the kingdom. I'm just making that up, right? But I gave you a return. But the master's response to the return, it says that the master was full of praise. How, how, many, how many folk, my hand is already raised before I even finish the question. That's because I know what it is. How many folk want the praise of God? Like this is my first time ever honestly reading in the Bible where it says God will praise you. And the praise is, you know, man, that's, you did good. Good job, man. You are okay. Yes. Like, I want to hear God say that for me. I want, I want to hear God say, well done, but watch this. The reason why this is the cheat code for promotion, because the scripture says you've been faithful over handling these five. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Did y'all see that? So because I handled this, now you're going to give me more responsibility. Now, some folk think more responsibility is a curse. This is an indication that more responsibility is a blessing. Because what? Because to whom much is given, much is required. That's in Scripture too, right? So the thing you got to remember is uh, 
if you if you if you want more, you have to be faithful over the little. Right. Does that make sense? So the little that you think you got. Oh, servant of one. I'm talking to the one with the one bag. Right. Uh, If you had just multiply that. You can hear God say, "Okay, that's good. I got some more for you. Right. And so let me say this. I kind of said, but I want to make sure I slow down and slow down so you can hear me. More responsibility does not mean curse. It means you're blessed. Right. God's going to give you more because why? You've shown that you have the ability for more. Again, you want stuff from God that you have not proven you can handle. And you don't have to prove it to God because God already knows. So either you need to prove it to you so that you'll know that you can do it or you can't do it and you, you need to get the skill so that you can do it. Either way, you're not ready because we already said if you were ready, he would have given you more. So uh, if you want elevation, if you want promotion, if you want to go up, do well with what God has given you already. Do well with what God's given you already. Now, he said the same thing to the one with two, so I'm not going to read through that. But let's see what he said to the one who was, who, who was living in fear. One who was living in fear. Here's what he said. Uh, first, let me, let me read um, verse 24. Then the servant, uh, the servant with one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man. I have, he has fear talk. I know that you strict. I know you strict, Lord. Lord, he didn't say, I know you're loving. I know you're patient. I know, you're, I, I know you strict. And 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 um, I know you be harvesting crops that you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. So I, I was afraid. I just hid your money in the ground. And here it is. Tell you a couple of things about fear before I get to this, my wow verse. It wowed me when I read it. Fear will blind you to the things of God. Okay. Fear will blind you to who you are. Fear will rob you of what God has put before you. Fear will cause you to miss what God has already ordained for you. And not only cause you to miss it, miss it, but uh, if you wait too long, God will take it from you. That's in here too. If we jump down to verse 29, to those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Right? So, so you want to do well. So let me get to let me get to this 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 verse. So when I was reading this, uh, I forgot what I was doing. And this just came to me, so I started reading it, right? But when I got to verse 26, like after, after the servant said, you know, I didn't do anything with the money. I just kind of, I, you know, here it is. I, so I heard this story before. I knew that the Bible called him wicked. I knew that the master said, you wicked servant. But when I actually read it, I wasn't ready for what it said. Here, here's what it says. So after he said, I was afraid, you know, I would lose your money. So I hid it in the earth. Look, here's your money. Verse 28. 
But the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. What? Wait, wait a minute. Wicked and lazy? Come on, bro. Like, I didn't, when I saw it said wicked and lazy, that kind of threw me. I knew it said wicked and wicked is bad. But he called him wicked and lazy. Listen, if you ain't get nothing else from what I said, that's fine. Please get this. What God has invested in you is not just for you. If you can hear my voice, God is trying to make you the answer to somebody else's prayer. And the reason that you are not yet the answer that God wants you to be is because of how you are looking at your situation instead of looking through God's eyes. You are walking in fear. You are devaluing the investment that he's put in you because he haven't given you Michael Jackson dancing feet, right? He haven't given you a, a Beyonce voice. He hasn't given you the mind of a, you know, uh, Elon Musk so you can create businesses or whatever, but he gave you what he gave you. And he gave you according to his ability. Now you're going to call God a lot. You're going to call God a liar or not. What I'm challenging you to do, stop looking in your mirror and counting your flaws, but look in the mirror and just count the one blessing that the fact that you can still see you because all of what you've been through should have took you out, but it didn't. Why are you still here? So you can just chill, just wait for God to come so he can call you wicked and lazy. No, you're still here so that you can get it right. I heard Dr. Darius Daniels say, Grace is not an excuse for you to keep sinning. But instead, grace is an opportunity to get it right without consequence. And see, for some of you, God is extending a lot of grace because this ain't the first time you've heard you need to get off the sidelines and get into the game. This is not the first time you've heard that, right? But every time you hear it, you amen it, and then you go right back to the sideline. I'm telling you, your time is running out. I don't know what that means, but that's just the word I have for you. I, I don't know what time running out means for you, but don't think that you have forever to do this, do this assignment. You're going to cause folk to fall and stumble because you won't get yourself together. God says wicked and lazy. Do you know what wicked is? So let me tell you what wicked is. Wicked means you don't even have the kind of heart that wants to do right. Like you don't even you don't even lean towards right. He called you wicked and lazy. Like I've put, you know what? I, to be honest with you, I don't even have to. I don't even have to give you a whole lot of flowery words and elaborate descriptions about what God has done for you. He made you a human being. Flat out, like he made you a human being. There's no other species on the planet more dynamic and amazing than a human being. Look at the world we live in. Do you understand that God did not create the iPhone? Do you understand that God did not create this microphone? Do you understand that God did not create the F-150 that I want? God did not create a lot of stuff on this planet. He gave us the resources and the ability, the creativity. And then he said, go humans. And bam. We got the world that we live in, all these lights in here. God didn't do that. 
He gave us the ability to do it. Guess what? You are a human too. Like, what are you waiting on? Stop believing the lies that your childhood told you. Stop believing the lies that you've believed because of how you've been treated. If I have a diamond and I take it and I put it in dog doo-doo, it's still a diamond. It is still as valuable as it was before I put it in the poop. You just got to clean it off and bam, there's the diamond. I used to have a, a quarter in my office and uh, it did not look like a quarter because it was, when I say it was gnarly, like it had all kind of junk on it. And the only way you can kind of guess it's a quarter because it was the size of a quarter, but it didn't look like a quarter at all. And what I would tell people, I would hold it up and I say, what is this? And they say, uh, I think it's a quarter. I say, it is. I say, how much is it worth? They say 25 cents. I said, that's interesting. How much was it worth when the creator of the quarter made it? They say 25 cents. Did it look like this? No, it was pristine and clean. Right. But now that it looks like this, what is it worth now? Is it worth less than 25? No, it's still worth 25 cents. So are you saying I could take this quarter as ugly and dirty as it is? I could still go to the store and buy me a 25 cent mighty bite. Okay, a 20 cent mighty bite because there's going to be tax. But this quarter can get that just like it could when if because the value of the quarter don't change. Guess what? Human beings are the exact same way. Your value does not change once you get to the planet and people start abusing you. Just because someone does not recognize you as valuable, just because someone does not recognize you as 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 a diamond. That does not mean that God did not create you as a diamond. And just because you got one talent, God and, and God has given other folk five and ten, you do well with your one. Don't be wicked and lazy and say, well, this is all I got. I'm just going to put it to the side. Don't nobody want that. Lies. You need to stop believing what the enemy tells you. Because I don't want to be called wicked and lazy. God says you're lazy if you don't do anything with what he gave you. He at least gave you a mouth. Tell somebody about Jesus. He at least gave you a mind. Help somebody think about Jesus, right? Like you can do something, but what are you doing? Sitting on the sideline chilling. Here's what I tell people. I think, now this is just my opinion. It's gospel according to Clifton, okay? I think it is the most ridiculous thing for you to be alive and sitting on the sideline. I, that doesn't make sense. You are alive and well and sitting on the sideline of life. Here's why that's ridiculous. Because in this life, you will, not maybe, not might, you will have tribulations. Here's what that means. In this life, you are going to get tackled. Did y'all hear what I said? In this life, as long as you're breathing, you're going to get tackled. So while you're sitting on the sidelines, you, you're still going to get tackled. Go sit up in the stands. You're still going to get tackled. My thing is this. If I'm going to get tackled anyway, I may as well get in the game and get some yards. Give me the ball. If y'all going to tackle me anyway, at least give me the ball. At least let me get some yards. Right? Put me in, coach. But you sitting on the sideline getting beat up. I right, listen. Lazy and wicked.
God says, you wicked and lazy servant. Why didn't you at least do blah, blah, blah? Can you do at least with what God has gave you? Whatever at least is for you, do at least. But I'm going to encourage you. He's been too good. Because watch this. How many of your bad days did you not make it through? Count them. That was quick, wasn't it? There are none. You made it through every bad day that you've ever had. Every difficult day that showed up, you went right on through it. Every pain that you thought would never end before you got into the one you're in, it ended. So now you're in this pain. You said, this ain't going to never end. That's a lie. Nothing on this planet lasts forever. And I'm trying to encourage you to get out of this mindset of fear because you don't want God to call you wicked and you don't want him to call you lazy. Do what God has called you to do with what he gave you. Right? Do what God has called you to do with what he gave you. If you don't know what he gave you, find out what it is. Seek the Lord while he may be found. found. Call upon him while he is near. God says, draw nigh to me and I will draw nigh to you. Draw near to me and I will draw near to you. That's what that means. Okay? I want you to go back and read Matthew 25, uh, starting at verse 14, and read, you know, just reread what I, what I shared today because I'm telling you, God wants to do something amazing in you and through you, but you have to be the one to say, yes, I'm going to do that. He didn't give me much, but I trust what he gave me. He gave me what my ability says I can have, and I'm going to maximize this. When I read this for myself, I said, you know what, Lord? I'm not going to pray for another client, another some other stuff until I've mastered where I am. And I repented. I said, Lord, forgive me for asking for more. And I haven't even mastered what you gave me. Listen, that might be the delay in your prayer being answered the way you want, because God may have answered it, but the answer was no, because you're not ready. And God knows you're not ready. You don't know you're ready. Listen, maximize where you are and what you have. Let God bless that. And then he'll give you more. Yes, more responsibility means more problems, right? Uh, you you got to do more. But to whom is get, much is given, much is required, right? More responsibility is a blessing. It's not a curse. You, I read it for you. I read it for you. What verse was that? That was in... Um, The master said, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful to handling, handling this small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. Oh, and then I didn't even address this part. He said, now let's celebrate together. I want God to celebrate me. Yep. Y'all not even working with me. I want God to celebrate me. Are you hearing me? <laughs> Man, yes, celebrate me. Like my wife can throw me a party. You know, my mama can celebrate me, but, but, but. If God celebrate me, I don't even know what that's going to look like. But guess what? He's not going to celebrate you if you bury your gift in the ground. And I'm telling you, God wants to get more out of you because he has put more in you. 
Hope this was helpful for you. I will talk to you guys next time. Y'all take care.